another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are for podcasts. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. I know. Why is that my head at your head, too? Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Don't stop. You know, Kesha made TikTok popular before TikTok she was popular. She did. She did. She did. I fucking love that song. Wake up in the morning feeling like going back to bed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure am. The best part of waking up is going back to sleep. <laughs> what I plan on doing tomorrow. <laughs> my plan depending for... on depending on when my dad wants to do Christmas shopping. It's <laughs> so fresh. I know, right? God. I mean, I'm doing some wrapping with my mom on Saturday, but we usually go Christmas shopping together, and we didn't get to do that this year, so I failed. A, you know, 2020. But it's okay. It's almost over. It's almost over. over. I did tell my mom today I won't be coming to the family Christmas stuff, so guess what this bitch is doing on Christmas Day? I'm going to get some peppermint schnapps. I'm going to put in my coffee. Fuck. Yeah. And then I'm going to... Put peppermint schnapps and hot chocolate later. I'm just gonna drink all day. Um, <laughs> most of the day, I'm probably gonna drink. We're gonna get Chinese food and we're gonna binge The Mandalorian. Don't at me, people. All right, I didn't want to wait. Oh, a week wondering what the hell happened. All right, we're binging it. You might want to make sure the Chinese restaurant's open. Nothing's open on Christmas. Not this year. Not usually ever. No, usually Chinese restaurants are open. Yeah, I've actually been in Chinese restaurants on Christmas. Well, shit, I'm gonna get some Chinese. I'm like, girl, you didn't know because there, there's no, they don't have a Christmas. There's no, there's no Christmas. This is dumb. They're like, you know what? We can still make money on this. Do they know it's Christmas time? At- I don't know why the fuck they know. That's so- they know. I don't know why it's so fucking. I'm sorry. And there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. <laughs> you know, there's only a few select songs, especially if like. Me and Casper here worked in retail many years, and you just want to shoot yourself from Christmas music. Oh, I like that but there's one. only a few. That's what I'm saying. That one is acceptable. There's <laughs> a few Christmas songs that are fucking acceptable, and that is one of them. Hey, they they fed some people. I don't know how many, but that was they fed the, some but people. that was the point. And you know, and that's what happened. I don't know. Number one hated Christmas song ever. What is it? Christmas shoes for me. Oh well, I because it's too fucking sad. Um, but one that I literally cannot stand. Oh, that's the. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the one I think it is. When mommy meets. Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. I want. Oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I the cried first time so hard. I was like, "Fuck y'all! What in the hell is this goddamn?" song like this was awful i was so upset when i needed to cry i swear we'll talk about gremlins and that song came on and i was like fuck this song i want to buy these shoes (laughs) well i'm gonna put it out there what mine is and again this goes back to retail 
Okay, TikTok. TikTok is actually making me like sort of like it again because there's some pretty funny. They'll like they'll remake it, then they add other stuff, and I'm like, all right, all right. But look, y'all know, you just know. What is it? Years of that fucking song. Oh, is it it that song? Oh yeah. Oh, it's that song. Oh, I and I don't even and come at me. I don't like Mariah Carey, so whatever. And I I didn't say she couldn't sing. Great singer, just. Don't like her. And um, I mean, that I'm... fucking song, Lord. <laughs> I'm sure when I was a kid, I probably liked it. But you work enough retail, especially when you work like Black Friday, every weekend after. You literally have no life. You don't see your family. You want to talk about last minute Christmas shopping. <laughs> it's before online shopping. Um, yeah, I that song, every mall, every store, every, yeah. Hippopotamus is my most hated, to be honest. <sighs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. That's I hate that like, song so much. Oh, you know the other one I really hate? <clears throat> Thanks to my ex. <laughs> shout out. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my ex. Fucking hate this song. Uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I don't oh. care for that song much at all, actually. I used to hate Run Run Rudolph, but now I have a... Yeah. See, it's like Kelly Clarkson's version yeah. that I like a you lot. You know, why is it that certain songs, if you hear Christmas songs, if you hear someone else's version of it, it's like, oh, I like that. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I like, like I their version of it, but I know right? version's pretty dope. Favorite version of Baby is Cold Outside is hands down Indiana Menzel and Michael Bublé. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You And the yep, video is yep. so you cute. Said, yep. You, yeah. I was hoping you were going to say that because that's exactly. I love that Oh, I love. So much. Yeah, and I know people don't like that song is okay. It was written eighty billion years ago. Shut up. And I, I love that song, I love and that I song. love their version of that song. And whatever. Like I know there was a whole thing last year. You should play that on the radio. And it's misogyny. God. Okay. Anyway, it's a Christmas song. Shut up. <laughs> but Carol of the Bells is also a big favorite too. Any version of Carol of the Bells, especially the one from the Santa Claus though. That choir of people. Last Christmas, even though I miss George Michael, that's coming up too. Didn't he die on Christmas? I don't oh remember. God, I loved. Oh, Taylor Swift had a version of that song that was actually decent. So XM Satellite Radio has a country Christmas station, and she came. What fuck? I don't even remember what song she was singing, and I was like jamming to it. It was a Christmas. It was a cover of a Christmas song. <laughs> Her Christmas album is actually pretty good. Her new okay. Look, I am I not a Swifty. Look, this is I happening don't like to a Taylor lot. Swift. This is happening to a lot of people. I follow her a new witch. Music. I follow a witch on Instagram that's like, look. Her new look. albums are fire. Yeah, I'll I'll give it a shot. Charlie. Because it's folk music, and I love folk music. I do too, and that's why I'm afraid I'm going to get sucked in because I fucking. And love, also, I she's was, becoming gay on her y'all, music. Y'all, I was I'm raised. Like, look, my dad's in his seventies. I was raised on Joan Baez and Joni Mitchell, and and I was raised on folk music, Peter Paul and Mary. I was raised on all that shit. So when I and heard, she's starting to sneak in some, I was like, I'm going to suck. I know some gay stuff in there. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get sucked in to to. Because I was like, okay, because my my But I refuse to be called a Swifty. I will not. No. No, we will not do that. I mean, I also love the Red Album in 1989, but whatever. Okay. This (laughs) might be, okay, you're a quarter of a Swifty. (laughs) 
I used to be a hardcore Swift. You're a reformed. So I'm more like that new album that she came with before these albums. Hi, I'm Casper, and I was formerly a Swifty. Hi, Casper. It's been (laughs) four years. (laughs) She pulled me back in with that goddamn song. Um, Hey, uh. You need to you need to calm down. She yeah, pulled me in with that that's song. That's what did it for me. That song came but out. But the album like... that came after that song was god awful. And then she's like, let's do folk music. And I was like, oh look, Taylor Swift came out with a new album. Gross. And then I was like, I'm going to click on the new, the first song. And I clicked on the song and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan- Danielle, my roommate, she's like, it's good, isn't it? And I was like, She's doing folk music. She's. This is one of my favorite genres. There's what a wi- is happening? There's a witch I follow on Instagram that was like very adamant about that. She's like, look, I am not. <laughs> and if you call me a Swifty, I will block you. But Taylor Swift's new album, though. I was like, <laughs> God damn it, bitch. I'm going to have to. Fuck. When you listen to it, you'll understand. I'm gonna text you. It's I'm straight up. I'm gonna text music. you. I'm just gonna text you. Fuck. That's what I did. And you're gonna as be like, you're gonna be like, playing, I know. I was like, you're gonna be fuck. like, I know, I know. Come to the dark side. It's okay. Like I would put this on my indie music playlist with like Bon Iver and um, Angus and Juliet's Ju- Angus and Jul. Is it Juliet Stone? Angus and Julia. Julia. Angus and Julia Stone. And like. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. Iron and Wine. It reminds me a lot of Iron and Wine. And I'm like, who I haven't heard that in a long. Now I'm a fat house cat. Same. I love that song. I am. Right now. I'm feeling it. (laughs) Anyway, guys. Anyway, we're getting there. Gremlins. Gremlins! Guys, we haven't Gremlins. we feel like we haven't done a movie episode in a hundred years, but we just did Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit earlier last time. Also, episode, guys, so. we just want to say we're a lot more awake than we were last week. Uh I feel like a person today. Uh, yeah. Apologies for Ooh. the bit of a train wreck that last week's podcast was. I mean, it really wasn't a train wreck, but it definitely we went got off the more rails. comments on last week's podcast than any podcast we've ever done. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was not a person. So, yeah. So clearly I, I need to be, like, apparently I, I just like need to be we were quiet formally, the whole time. Formally, we should, what? I was like quiet all week last week just that about was... it because I was so tired. <laughs> yeah, she was exhausted. I was feeling it towards the end of the week. And yeah, we are, we are people today. So. I'm a people. We're a people. You're a people. I'm a people. Wouldn't you like to be a people too? Shiny, happy people. It's a great fucking song. So, guys, of course, you know, before we get into the podcast, because we started doing this, I want to keep doing this because Thank I want you. to remember to do this. Our sponsors. Got it. Sponsor. Calm your body down. <laughs> they're not a sponsor, by the way. They're not a sponsor. By I mean, the way. If they're not. I mean, if they want to be. It's cool. It's cool. I'll buy buy your. I mean, Brecker Burger's pretty sweet. They are. They got my washer and dryer came I through. Know. Hey, I need a washer and dryer. I mean, hey, this is not. I need a washer. It's not Brecker Burger's. <laughs> anyway, but, 
just throwing it out there. Call me um, Ronnie Zell. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, guys, if you have been checking the social, uh, today is the last day of the sale. Thank you for everybody that bought. I had a lot of great sales. I really appreciate it. Um, everybody got, as far as I know, so far, everybody has gotten everything. Um, but, again, like I've told everybody, a few people that want to order today it may get to you by christmas it may not i i have you know everything that's made to order you have to give that time and we can't guarantee what's going on with postal service right now but also it's christmas so you know this stuff happens around christmas but thanks for everybody who did buy please leave reviews if you did um thank you again and uh the link is in the bio on the instagram see your bd uh otherwise it's just calm your body down on etsy and thanks again guys Calm your body down. The comfort zone. Dead. I love it. Yes. All right, guys. So I just want to give a huge shout out to Becky right now because um, if y'all saw on my Twitter, uh, the Christmas present that she gave me was pretty fucking dope. So if you guys noticed, I think it was la yeah last week. Um, one of my friends, Kai, bought me the Midsummer script signed by Jack Rayner. Ari Aster and Florence Pugh, which I would also like to say they're not the real autographs. They're their real autographs, but they're copied. Like, I would never expect my friends to buy me <laughs> actually signed shit. I mean... I actually probably would have gotten mad about it. Um, if we, like, were thousandaires, you know, maybe. Like, if you guys were celebrities in, you know, maybe money different. like that... You could just let me make them. Exactly. But <laughs> we'll just set that up. But um no. So the conjuring one that she got me is Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, Lily Taylor, and Ron Livingston. Yeah. So I'm gonna basically start collecting these at this point because I have an Exorcist series one that I won, uh, that has Gina Davis, Alan Ruck, Hannah Kasalka, Brianne Howie. And the priests. Oh, Ben Daniels. Ben and, and yeah. Oh shit. Alfonso Herrera. I was gonna say, give me a minute, I got it. I was like, and oh, then Jeremy Slater who made the show. So that was actually signed by them because I won that. I can't imagine what that's worth. But I would never be like, this isn't actually signed. You motherfucker. You're like, but uh, nobody throw in any like, oh, I'll pay you this. No. Um. No. If if it was actually signed, I would have been mad. <laughs> I would have been like, um, I'm going to like, pay what? you back for the rest what? of my life. But anyway, so I just wanted to give her a shout out because I'm fucking in love with it. If you, you go look at it on my Twitter and my Instagram, it's on both of them. Chucky Side Chick. Go follow me because I post cool stuff. And go follow Becky because she also posts cool stuff. And somehow yeah. I clicked on YouTube. <laughs> I just did that too, and I don't even know how. <laughs> I was like, ah, no. I, was, I don't even um, see YouTube here, so I'm confused. Maybe, and you know, maybe in, maybe in 2021 I'll have a Twitter. I know I've talked about it and teased about it, and people are like, you should. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a bit of a dumpster fire. But It is, but, but the, yeah, horror fam, still... the horror fam makes I know, it I know. It would, be, it would be different. But, you know, maybe in 2021, I might. I don't know. I don't, do, I don't do well with social media because when I do post stuff, it's very rare because I just have a whole It's really funny too because of... I'll show her shit someone will come onto my page and say, and I'm just kind of like, fuck you, block. Or like, 
something and she's like bitch i would be saying all this stuff yeah i can't i that's my one part of social media that i literally just can't i will i if you like you wouldn't walk on somebody's lawn and just pop a quad pop a quad yeah and take a shit you You wouldn't do that you build a you wouldn't do that yeah and then or do that um (laughs) like you wouldn't do that so i feel like coming onto someone's page and commenting something and like it has nothing to do with you just to do it like that's like walking on someone's lawn and just shitting on their lawn and don't shit on my lawn so if you came on my page and did that i'm gonna do what i would do if you came and shit on my lawn i'm gonna fucking shoot you and i'm gonna light you so i'll light your ass up on twitter like i will light you up i will you'll either block me report me or delete your page or i'll leave you crying in a corner like i was raised on roast I was raised on like Comedy Central roast. I was raised on comedic roast. I was raised on your mama jokes. I'm an I'm an eighties baby nineties kid. I was raised on your mama jokes, baby's kids, deaf comedy jam. Like I will roast don't and don't have a don't have a picture in your profile either. Oh. Please don't have your picture in your profile. Don't have your kids picture in your profile. Don't have your girlfriend picture in your profile or your boyfriend's picture. I will. Oh, I'm going to light their asses up. I'm going to light them up. I will do it. I'm not light the one. Light them up. Light that motherfucker up. that came on your page. I said, I'd have told him. I hope him and his girlfriend blow up in a car crash. I, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, that's what I do. Yo, I'm Carol from The Walking Dead. I don't give up. <laughs> I don't give up. But I mean, I don't know where that bitch is now. But where I left off, we don't know. I didn't give up. Oh, fuck. she's. She's doing badass things, I think. Oh, good. Okay. I think well, yep, is. that would be me. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure she's still in it. Because she didn't give a fuck after a she while. And I'm I'm the I'm the I don't give a fuck. I don't honestly have a clue what's going on. Oh, show. you coughed and sneezed? Well, you about to be crispy in my cap. <laughs> you about to be crispy. Light you up. You That's what Carol crispy. did. That's what she did. Now I keep thinking about that YouTube, those guys that did the parody videos. <laughs> those, let me tell y'all, if you ever want to ruin any Walking Dead episodes. Bad lip ever, reading will do it. Bad lip reading, that's what I was thinking of. I mean, not, they don't ruin, I mean, they, they ruin them in a good way, it, it I kinda, should say. It kind of They does, ruin them cause... in a good way. They ruin them in a good way, though. The Twilight one and the Hunger <laughs> Games one got me so good. Like, dude. You you slapped a fish. You punched it. Why would you hit it? Christine! I just can't whoop them. Oh my god. Yeah, just watch them. They, they do. I mean, you know. They ruin them, but in a good way. They really do. In a good way. That makes any sense. Uh, Carl Papa's my jam. Oh, forever. So, Gremlins. Forever. Yeah, we'll get to Gremlins. Um, no. Guys, okay, first of all, I would just like to say, when I watched this movie yesterday, I literally felt like I'd never seen it. So, (laughs) like, what the fuck? Me and my husband straight up think we got Mandela affected. If y'all don't know what the Mandela effect is, look it up. It'll fuck you Just look it up. Oh, and I'm telling you, that's, look. That Berenstein Bear thing, because I had fucking Berenstein Bears books. And that shit was not fucking Berenstain. It was Berenstain. It was so fucking. E. There was, was a, no A. No. I thought I, I wish I my dad. Go look at them. I thought I wish my dad would save those fucking. My books, mom I'm has them. You, I'm I go know look. they did not. Look. So anyway, 
look up what the Mandela effect is. But anyway, my husband and I straight up felt like we got Mandela affected because we watched Gremlins and we were like, okay, so, so we were like, have we seen this movie before? Or like... I was straight up like, I, I like, had no memory of this. Oh, I had... Yeah, I had nothing. Like, a couple scenes I remember. Yes. The biggest... Them in the pool. When they all ended I up in the that. pool. I didn't remember that at all. I remember I was that, like, and I remember the part where... I don't remember this. I don't remember, Corey, got, I don't remember Corey Haim being... Or Corey Feldman being in it yeah. at all. I remembered the opening scene... When Judge Reinhold was in it, he's the dick that worked at the bank with with Billy. He's I remember actually a him. dick in real life too. Fun fact: Is he? Oh, yep. Because a girl I, I used to work that. with, her son, I could see that worked with him in a play. I could see that, and said he was an absolute diva. I could totally see that. So I don't like him. Damn it! And I'm sad because the uh, Santa Claus. I really liked him. Oh, and he was really good in Fast Times at Ridgemont High too. Fuck. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> he was a dick in Gremlins, but he um, I remembered him. But, like, I don't remember Corey Feldman at all. I don't either. Like, at all. I had all. forgotten that. That's that's when it hit me, where we both looked at each other and we were like, wait, is there, like, a different cut of this movie? Is this, like, are we watching a different? I literally was like, I have Because you know how that Daniel Craig movie that he was in with Rachel Wise, how they did, like, two different, they released, like, two different oh, versions yeah, of that yeah. fucking movie? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yep. Because the first one in the very beginning, they well, give away the like ending. Like Return of Michael or Curse of Michael Myers. There were two completely different versions of that. Yes, there was. That were completely different films. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th I thought that's what happened. I was like, is was there a different cut what of the Gremlins, that, Gremlins was really that I see? That we didn't. What? <laughs> so anyway, guys, we're going to go over um, just a few facts. We're, we're you know, obviously we're not going to give you a complete synopsis of the movie. We're going to tell go you some fun step facts, by step. some things that happened behind the scenes. Um, but real quick, so this movie literally came out within days of my birthday. Um, and one thing I will say, special effects for a movie that came out 36 years ago blew me out of the fucking water. The yeah. effects in the this effects movie were absolutely were incredible. In the Gremlins were were fucking incredible. Incredible for thirty six years ago, that was it was insane. It reminded me a lot of um, you know, it came out the same year Nightmare did. Yeah, and it was just so good the way that the effects were. They yeah. were just practical effects. And they were fantastic. So, um, the movie is about a young man that receives a strange creature as a pet uh, for Christmas that spawns other evil creatures that wreak havoc on a whole town on Christmas Eve. Um, so the pet is, of course, everybody knows Gizmo. Gizmo. I want a Gizmo. Walked so Baby Yoda could. Or Gizmo crawled so Baby Yoda could walk. Is that how that goes? Gizmo crawled so Baby Yoda could run. That's it. Yeah. He was the start of it. Gizmo was like the start of the craze of like, oh my god, so fucking cute. So adorable. Um, guys, have you seen the art pictures where people have put them together? Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's the ears and the big eyes. And their little hands. <laughs> and their little hands. There was yep. a gizmo at Target, and I'm so mad I didn't buy him. He sang. And he was fucking. 
I want a real one. I want a real. I want, I want a real like one too. a real. I was like a. I mean, I can very easily not feed it after midnight. I can very easily not get it wet. Yeah, no. I can very easily. Yeah. Bye bye. Oh. That's about the best I have. That was best. so cute. It was like, that is the, that's the best kiss when it would I got. Go, oh no! <laughs> like, oh my god! When he would sing his little, oh, what was it? They were hi ho, hi ho. I literally can't. He's so cute. Um. So, uh, Zach, I'm gonna. Is it Galligan? I think or so, Galligan. Yeah. I think it's Galligan. He is. Uh. Is oh god, they're always a Billy. It's always a Billy. It's always Billy. A Billy. Every, I feel like there's been a running, I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night, Billy, Billy Black Christmas, Billy. It's Billy, Billy, did you know that there's a movie called Christmas Twister? It's Billy, no, <laughs> it's on Tubi, it's got a 3.4, I can't get myself to watch it, of course it does, I was like, Christmas Twister, what in the fuck, anyway, I can't, um, <laughs> And as we said, Corey Feldman, who I just completely forgot was even in it. Same. Uh, Phoebe Cates. And fun, okay, so when I mentioned Judge Reinhold was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, if you guys don't know, so was Phoebe Cates. And you see titties. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> he wanted to see Phoebe Cates' boobs because they were hot. I mean, you know, just saying. Uh, Hoyt Axton, who my dad remembers, he was a, he was actually a singer-songwriter and a television actor back in the 60s. My dad was a big Hoyt Axton fan. Um, and then my favorite character, uh, the Futtermans. I, I love the Futtermans. And, uh, Dick Miller plays, uh, is it Richard, is it Murray, Murray Futterman. I love Murray and Sheila. Oh, the married couple, the married the neighbors, because they bring them back in the sequel, and I'm like, I fucking loved these two. Well, the one thing, uh, after watching it that I put together, so, if any of you guys remember, you know, if you were of that age, the, the old, back when the old Looney Tunes, the old Merry Melodies, I remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoon. It was called Falling Hair. And it was where a gremlin attacked an airplane. Do you remember that? I remember episode? that I distinctly remember that episode. So gremlins were an actual, that was uh, a folklore that they were these creatures. And it started during World War II. So actually, Mr. Futterman was a pilot in World War II. So in the movie, there's a part where he actually references them as real gremlins. I remember that, yep. So I thought that was so funny because uh, Joe Dante actually talked about that in the making of this, that obviously he was somewhat inspired by the Gremlins, that Bugs Bunny cartoon, which was actually based on a Raoul Dahl story, Raoul Dahl, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the witches, everybody. So the Gremlins, that was actually, so the folklore has been around for years, but the actual story was written by Raoul Dahl. Mary Melody's Looney Tunes adapted that into the Bugs Bunny thing. And then Joe Dante, of course, from there was inspired, but he wanted to take it way darker, which I like it. So fucking glad he did. You know, I, I didn't mean, even realize until just now that this movie's rated PG. So I actually thought it was rated PG 13. I did too. I thought it was because 13. I had read, because we're going to do some fun facts and I might as well throw this in there. Uh, oh, wait, you know what? No, I'm reading. It says that it was, it was, they changed it later. 
Despite being a critical and commercial success, the film was heavily criticized for some of the most violent, more violent sequences. In response to this, from Wikipedia guy, in response to this and similar complaints uh, with movies like uh, Temple, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, uh, Steven Spielberg suggested that the Motion Picture Association of America, the fucking MPAA, alter its rating system. So within two months of the film's release, it created a new PG-13 rating. Because that was one of the fun facts that I did find out about the Gremlins that I actually do remember hearing some years ago. Is, is Gremlins is directly responsible for there being a PG-13 rating. Which, I mean, come on, it is a PG-13 movie. It really is. It like, is. Like, watching it again, I'm like... Yo, this was it's a little this violence. was advertised to kids, and this would have fucked me up if I would have watched it when I was little. I didn't watch this one. I mean, obviously, it came out the year I was born, so I didn't watch it when I was little. What? Little, I think I, I you didn't think... watch it in the womb. No, not. <laughs> um, I think I actually ended up seeing it in its entirety when I was probably about ten or eleven. I saw it. As a I was yeah. I was ready by then to watch those kind of movies because I was like, you know, this is. Freddie and all that, I was like, okay, this is fake. Like, 10 or 11, I well, feel like you, you felt that way. I feel like age. you have that, well, most kids do. I mean, depending on how you were raised, I feel like you you have a bit of a scope of, at, at a certain point of knowing what's real and what isn't. Kids even, kids are getting even, my eight-year-old niece, I caught her watching, she was seven, and I caught her watching something about Freddie Krueger on YouTube, and I was like, that doesn't scare you? And she's like, eh, it's not real. I was like, okay. <laughs> well shit but see they're they're inundated with so much more you know right. you have the internet now where you can clearly go oh yeah that's not fucking real but i mean like back then we didn't know you just had to like find out you later that, that shit wasn't Google, real is this real yeah which is exactly why the fourth kind fucked me up so bad. oh jesus look that, i thought that movie that was real movie for years still fucks me up and i know it's not real and it's still fucks there's me up. still a part of me that's like because I believe in that shit, and, like, that shit really does happen, even if the movie's not real, but will forever fuck me up. Um, yeah, I really, I feel, I feel like probably more so because most of the campaign around the movie was Gizmo, because they knew he was going to be the big selling point. I mean, like, even, so there's another fun fact that Spike, one of the, I like you, know, you guys saw the, at is the it, end, I thought it was Spike is the, right. Is it Stripe or Spike? I thought his name was Stripe. Okay, maybe at one part on Wikipedia they misspelled it. I think they meant to say Stripe and they put Spike. Because I thought... It's Stripe. They said one part says Stripe and then one part, part said Spike, so somebody misspelled it in the second sentence. It is Stripe. So originally... It is Stripe. Gizmo was supposed to turn into Stripe. Oh. But Steven Spielberg said no, because he knew there was going to be marketing. You, right. I mean, look how fucking... I mean, come on. It's so good. We just we spent how long talking about how fucking cute that damn thing is? Thirty six years later, so He's so cute. yeah, everybody knew that Gizmo was gonna be. I mean, that was gonna spawn ridiculous merchandise, and it did. I mean, even to this uh, day, Baby Yoda merchandise. Same, exactly. Whoa. Like you know, you just. So I'm trying to. Where does it start? Okay, so where Steven Spielberg comes into play was. It was originally supposed to be filmed by him. So the original script was written by... This blew me out of the water. So the original script was written by Chris Columbus. And if you guys know who Chris Columbus is, Home Alone. That That's who wrote the original Gremlins script. Like, that blew me out of the way. So he was supposed to be the script writer 
and Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct it. And I thought that's that's just hysterical. Uh, but Spielberg chose Joe Dante to direct it after he saw The Howling. So if you guys don't know the name Joe Dante, The Howling. I love The Howling. Okay, well, maybe that's why it makes sense that Feldman was in this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, okay. I just now put that together. Because The Howling came <laughs> out in 81. Howling came out in 81. Gremlins came out in 84. So that was, around this time you had, you know, and then you had what, which Friday the 13th was that? Because Feldman was like, this was around a time when Corey Feldman was like super huge. Was that the Three? fourth one or the third one? The third he one? He was in... Feldman was in. Four? I think it was the fourth because one. Because weren't yeah. Friday the 13th coming out almost yeah. every year? There was every, every year they were releasing one. So I, around this time between 81 and 84, his career was ridiculous. Because you had the Howling... I believe Friday the 13th 4, part 4, and then Gremlins after that. Yes. So, okay, The Howling and Gremlins. Now I now I get the Feldman connection. Um, but yeah, so Steven Spielberg recommended Joe Dante to direct it, and then they ended up using parts of Chris Columbus's strip, script, but not the entire, obviously it wasn't the final script that, that he wrote. They wanted to take it in more of a darker area actually another fun fact is that steven spielberg did not like the scene where phoebe kate's character which again this is so fucking dark definitely not a kid's movie glad it got the pg-13 rating where she's talking about how her dad why she hates christmas that scene is beyond fucked up I mean, not only so are the gremlins, just... not only are the gremlins terrifying and you have them just killing people and wreaking havoc around the time while by the time you're an hour into the movie they're fucking everything up so you're already terrified by these fucking gremlins yes then you have to get into this bitch telling a story about how her dad dressed like santa claus climbed down the chimney to surprise them and fucking died and got stuck in the goddamn chimney Bitch, the fuck? And then I decided to watch the Lord Grinch have yesterday. Mercy? And he, got, he got stuck in the chimney, and my brain went, no. <laughs> I was like, Grinch, no, ma'am. That is awful. She's like, as if I need another reason to hate Christmas. I was like, I'm like, what? Your dad got stuck in a motherfucking chimney. Where was Krampus? And then where do you Krampus expect? Could right, he could have helped. And then where was? <laughs> and then what? Poor Billy's just standing there, like, well, so what? Uh, we should probably go save the town because, uh, I mean, what the fuck do you say after that? You're totally traumatized by these fucking things running around. And then she hits you with this. First of all, you, we'll hook you up with the therapist after all this is said and done. But right now, why do you have to spring that shit on me? We, like the fuck? we have some things we need to do right now. I'm yeah, we'll, we'll put... take we'll take care of your PTSD I'm really later. sorry about your dad, you but that. we need to put that on background. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> we'll take care of your PTSD later. There are literal demons yeah, running around. Literally. Literally. Literally demons. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll come back. We'll revisit this later. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking by the time it just you're at that to point, me seemed so out of place. And that's why Steven Spielberg didn't want it in the movie. He said he didn't know if she was being funny or sad like he didn't understand the if they would have made that he said it was too ambiguous yeah he, said he didn't know if she was trying to be like joe dante said it adds to the fact that he specifically wanted it to be a dark comedy but i'm like i don't see where that is dark comedically at all it could have been done like in a dark comedic so way 
fucked but up. But it wasn't. Yeah. It was almost like, it was a, just a very random, serious moment. Yeah, and, and I'm like, kind of like, like, bitch, you just made this really <laughs> awkward. And there are demons on Christmas Eve killing people. Like, can we not do this right now? It's like, literally just kind of like, like Gizmo's like, Even Gizmo's just kind of like, like, I, I got, I don't know. I got nothing. He looked back at him like, man, give me fucking words to say. And he's like, I don't (laughs) Like, we low-key aren't even dating. Like, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Can we, can we not? Um, I was going to say, I think one of my favorite, do you have a specific scene in here that's like one like an, a certain attack scene that you really liked, or mine is definitely the old lady rocking it up the chairlift and shooting out the window. Cause fuck her. That was great. Who wants to kill a dog? Like that bitch was she insane. Was like, she insane. was a psychopath. She was a fucking sociopath. She was so mean the way she was talking about that dog. I was like, you get yours. It happens. And she does. Thank oh, you, Stripe. Best. It was the best. That was great. That scene is that scene's probably my probably favorite my, out of the whole thing because I fucking my favorite scene though is the whole bar scene. Okay, that bar scene is great where they're all just doing random shit. You know, I sort of felt like that bar scene was kind of a precursor to. So, if you guys didn't know, uh, several years later there was a sequel to Gremlins, not set at Christmas time. It's called Gremlins Two: The New Batch. It came out in nineteen ninety. I feel like I remembered a lot more about this movie than I did the first one because I think I've seen Gremlins Two a billion times. I personally really liked Gremlins Two. Um, I don't even remember that. <laughs> well, see, I think I remember that one more because. They ended up in the lab. And then remember there was the bat one, the spider one, because that spider one's still. Oh, I remember the, the spider ele- one. The electric one. I remember that got the spider stuck one. Stuck in the answering reason, but... <laughs> trick one that got stuck in the answering machine, which was funny as fuck. Um, it was like a lightning that. bolt, and somebody held up a phone and got stuck in the answering machine. I was like, boy, you can tell this is That's 90s. You can tell this is I don't remember so that at all. 90s. I need to watch it again. Um, the one that spoke English that was like. Frank Sinatra, basically. I do remember like he that was, one. And then, of course, the girl one. And, I didn't uh, like, no. Bleh. Nope. No, we did not need a nope. woman gremlin. Her green hair, though, I was digging that wig. Like, that, that was, was kind of cool. That, that was, was hot. Cool. Uh, But no. But no. Uh, So, yeah, I feel like I remembered more of Gremlins, too. I think that's why watching Gremlins, I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is what am I watching? Because even my husband was like, does he dress up like Rambo in this one with the little... And I was like, no, that was Gremlins 2. And he's like, damn. Damn. Does See, I remember watch- one more than two. Two I don't remember at all. Because Rambo had just come out. So there's a scene of where course. he takes a bandana. Like he's getting ready to fight the Gremlins. So he takes a little bandana and he ties it around his head. And then he takes, some, he takes a paper clip and a rubber band and makes a bow. And he... so Gizmo thinks he's Rambo. It is the cutest fucking thing. That's why Rick was that like... is adorable. So I was like, does he dress up like Rambo? And I was like, no, babe, that's the. <laughs> he's like, fuck! Did I even watch this? I was like, I know. <laughs> so anyway, if none of you have seen Gremlins two, I highly recommend it. I really, it's not Christmas, but I you should still watch it. I, I need to watch love, it because clearly I, I don't remember shit. Gremlins two. Um, 
But yeah, I really love, I feel like finding so much about the behind the scenes. I had no idea that Chris Columbus had written an original script or that Steven Spielberg was in any way, shape or form uh, involved. I get the connection with Corey Feldman now from The Howling. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there was another thing too. Oh, guys, I feel like I knew this, but then found it out again today. If you guys didn't know, Howie Mandel, of all people is the voice of Kismo. I feel like I knew that, but I also didn't. You know what, though? Uh, Rick brought up, so anybody that remembers Bobby's World from back in the 90s, it was Oh my God, show. vaguely. Bobby's World, right? Vaguely. There are people that. listening Holy to this right shit. now. I know. There are people listening to this right now. They're going, bitch, Bobby's World? <laughs> Oh my god, like you brought up You just dug something way in the back. There was a file cabinet that Spongebob went and grabbed that file and was like, do you remember? Went through a dusty ass Rolodex. (laughs) Dusted off a dusty ass Rolodex and went Bobby's World. Like, bitch, what? I have not. Bobby's World. Fucking loved Bobby's World. Holy shit. And, of course, Howie Mandel was the voice of Bobby. And when Rick brought it up, I was like, you know what? If you listen closely, it sounds like Bobby. That high-pitched voice. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, that makes perfect sense. And another thing, now, I did not know this at all. Michael Winslow, Police Academy, Michael Winslow, the guy that does a thousand voices. He does all the sounds. He had the cameo in Spaceballs. Uh, He does the majority of the voices of the other gremlins. Oh, now, yeah. I did not know that at all. Okay, did you catch, though, sometimes when they were laughing, they sounded like Chucky? No! Did you uh, catch that? No. Which you I wouldn't, didn't catch that it That wouldn't all. make sense, though, because Chucky didn't come out until 88. Yeah. But there were a couple scenes where when they were laughing, if you listened really hard, it straight up sounded like Chucky's laugh, which was Brad Dorif. But Brad Dorif didn't voice any of the gremlins. No. So I was no. like, I think that's just funny, though, how it sounds so much like Chucky's laugh to me. Well, both of them ultimately became dark, dark comedies. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of, and I think even though in the original Child's Play, I mean, some people may not say that they saw any humor, but I there's mean, humor. there's humor in it, yeah. especially by the second one. Clearly there is. Do you have, and do then, you know those dolls that um, pee? Well, this one this bleeds. This one bleeds. <laughs> this one bleeds. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like even by, definitely by Child's Play 2, you were seeing, like, the precursor of what was to come with making Chucky more of a dark comedy rather than just a straight horror. Yep. And then... Well, what it was, was it was straight horror with a little comedy. Yeah, and then I think... And then it went straight comedy. And then Curse and Cult, Cult kind of were the dark comedy. Merged the two together, and then... It was perfect. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So I could, I could see that. I did not catch that, but I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. Because that series in itself was dark comedically, and... Gremlin does it's a too. fucking doll that kills people. Of course, I mean, it's funny. Come on. like I don't know where you can't find any humor in that at all. Um, the other thing that I thought uh, I do have to say, I do think that them turning in to the Gremlins, like after you know when they were in their cocoon things, the pods, it they... reminded me so much of invaded invasion of the body. Oh Snackers. my god, yeah, so much of that. Yeah, for sure. Random. I just thought I'd bring that up. So. <laughs> uh, 
Chris Wallace is a special effects makeup artist. He was the one that designed Gizmo and the Gremlins, which I thought that was like amazing. So my sister's um, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, I want a Gizmo. I was like, I just want a Gizmo. I'm like, I want a She's like, one. what? <laughs> I was like, I want a Gizmo in gay movies. Okay, this is hysterical. I don't even know why this is funny. So special effects relied uh, on puppetry mainly, obviously. I mean, that's pretty, like I said, even though it's, you can tell, but it's done so well for a movie that came out in 1984. This part sounds fucking hysterical. This is Wikipedia. I don't know why this sounds funny as hell to me. It says an earlier attempt to use monkeys was abandoned because the test monkey panicked when they made him wear a gremlin head. Oh my God. I don't know why that made me laugh. Ooh, yeah. But I just, I, Tarzan. I just immediately imagined them putting this gremlin head on this little spider monkey and it just going, Wah! Like freaking the fuck out and screaming and running around. I mean, imagine if that I'm was like, I'm sorry, that is so fucking funny. I was like, it's not funny, but it is funny. It is funny. It, it is, is funny. Kind of funny. You know what though? That makes sense because at the one thing I noticed at the very end of the movie, which this effect is so fucking amazing. At the very end, after Stripe is uh like melted, when uh, are we good? Yes. Okay. Uh, when Stripe. You know, when yeah, the sunlight, when he sunlight, and he starts melting. When his skeleton like pops out, and then the skeleton's kind of like moving and starts melting. That scene is fucking amazing. It is. It's a, also it's... speaking of monkeys, how much did that skeleton it look like, like a monkey? monkey. Look like did. a monkey. Yep, it did. So I was like, okay, well that's perfect. Now I can see. So they, it almost seems like they kind of. Probably more so the bone structure. Definitely. Especially because looked, they were a looked very little hunched. Yeah. Like their arms. Like and the, the arms are longer. The arms hunched. are longer than the legs and yeah. they're hunched over. So yeah, you They had you a kept, look Yeah, them. for sure. Um, oh, I love... How amazing is it that it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves that like... <laughs> She's like, what are they doing? They're watching Snow White. They're watching Snow White. Hi-ho. And they're all like, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off the work I go. I'm like, really? And then did you see okay. one of them was wearing Mickey Mouse ears? I was like, okay. Okay. And then I'm like, did Disney, like, was Disney involved with this movie? I was like, I didn't they probably had to get some rights. If this was a Disney They probably like, had to get some rights to Disney. Disney movie? No, it's, oh, Warner Brothers. Okay. And Amblin Entertainment. Okay, so Amblin... Got it. Amblin is the production company that was founded by Steven Spielberg after... Because it's got the, the E.T. emblem. Oh, Any yeah. movies that were made that were productions under Amblin Entertainment had the, the, had the like, little E.T. logo. So that's Steven Spielberg's uh, production company. So, yeah, he's got some pool with Disney. He's, he's got some he's Disney got some, cool. He's got some Disney cool. He could have made, made that happen. I feel um, like Disney is literally on its way to owning the world, though, so... I mean... Gremlins will be a Disney movie soon. <laughs> which, is anybody, like, mad about that? I I don't... I wouldn't be mad about that at I all. I like Disney. I like Disney a lot. I'm cool. Yeah, I feel like that's... I feel like that's funny. So, uh, one more thing about the PG-13 rating. Um, so, the other... So, 
the movie so the first even so even though gremlins rating was changed to pg-13 after it was released the first film that was actually released with a pg-13 rating in 1984 was red dawn the original red dawn <laughs> for I anybody mean, I, I kinda for like anybody the out there for anybody out there it's like wait what and i'm like yeah that was a I liked the new one too. I did, but for anybody out there's like, what? I'm like, yeah, that was a, <laughs> what? That was a remake. That was a remake. <laughs> so the original I, one had Patrick Swayze in it. So get it together if you've never seen the original Red Dawn. Respect Patrick Swayze. All right, I respect Patrick Swayze Love for that man. Um, um, Dirty Dancing. I was like, what was that? What's that movie? <laughs> um. Yeah, so it was actually released, wow, and I did not know this. It was released on the same day that Ghostbusters was. Red Dawn? No, Gremlins. Oh, Gremlins? Isn't that fucking crazy? I just, I'm just reading that, yep. What? So it, uh, Ghostbusters was number one, and Gremlins was number two. It ranked second, but it's for its opening weekend. It only made $1.1 million less its opening weekend than Ghostbusters did. Wow. So it ended up being the fourth highest grossing film in 1984. Uh, first was Beverly Hills Cop. The second was Ghostbusters. Oh my God, Beverly Hills Cop is such a great fucking movie. I feel like I haven't watched that in forever. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and then Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And then the fourth was Gremlins. Now, I did not know that. I didn't know it opened. I'm surprised. Same, I did not know it opened the same day, let alone the same weekend as Gremlins. And I also didn't know that it was the fourth highest grossing film that year. I'm behind really some like that... powerhouse movies. Like these were Beverly Hills Cobb. I mean, it's like the height of Eddie Murphy's career. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's I'm extremely one of the best in the whole series. Nightmare on Elm Street's not on that list. I'm very shocked about that. In the top four, anyway. I, you know, I don't know. When you're standing up, when you're standing up to movies like that, now don't get me wrong, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but compared to those three, maybe that's because a tough, they were family. That's films? a tough sale. More that's family? the only. Well, yeah, quote yeah. unquote family films. Yeah, you know, technically didn't. Um, did Nightmare get an R rating? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the scene in the bedroom is enough. Yeah, not not many. I would say, especially in the 80s, not many R-rated movies. Sometimes comedies. I mean, like, if you could get away with, like, cussing. Right. You know, but violent horror, you know. Even to this day, how long, I mean, we've talked about this. How long did it take for horror to become more mainstream and not seen as a joke? That's true. Like, not seen in any way, shape, or form as an art. The 80s humor. really is why horror isn't seen as a joke now. Yeah. The 80s shaped it. Still the best decade for horror. Um, yes. <laughs> besides, like, the, besides the year 2000 to 2010, those years had some real good cheese. Hey, Blumhouse. <laughs> but, wait, The Conjuring came out in 2013, didn't it? Yes. Fuck! I know. <laughs> Okay, well, the 2000s have some gems. Some real gems. Like, someone actually asked me a question on Twitter, and they were like, in the last two years, what is the best horror movie that's come out? And I was like, Midsummer. Honest to God. I was like, Midsummer is probably 
I'm like, Midsummer's in my top five favorite movies. Period. So I was like, Midsummer, you know, and it's amazing to go back and you think, Hereditary, get out, and you just keep going back, and then you go back to The Conjuring, and then you go back to Saw, and it's like, Paranormal Activity, that's all like 2004, 2009, 2013. So, I mean, the 2000s had... had oh, Paranormal Activity, I was so... I was happy, because I thought, oh, I'm... I'm getting scared again. Thank you. Like the Conjuring fucking scared I was, the shit out of me. I, I needed, I, it, how long, I mean, especially for, for someone like me that like, I was there, I was there at the height of nineties horror. Yeah. I mean, I was like, Scream. I saw Blair Witch in, in theaters. I saw The Ring in theaters. I saw Scream in theaters. Like I was there at the height of like that late nineties horror. So I'm like, I was there when these movies were so fucking good, and then all of a sudden it's like there was like dry remake, 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 and I was like, I'm I was I was starting to become so disappointed with horror, and then Paranormal Activity came out, and I was like, thank you, thank you, Orin Pale. Like I'm scared again. Thank the movie scared the shit out of me. Like, I oh mean, my by the god. Conjuring, oh my I was fucking like, god. I literally was in the theater like this. Yeah. Conjuring scared the, conjuring. the shit out of me. And then after it was over, I was like, it was 10 o'clock. And I was like, it's dark. And well, I was house-sitting. I was house-sitting. I had to go home oh, I'm so to mad. that house by oh my myself. God. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And guess what? I fucking woke up at 3.06 a.m. And I was like, motherfucking bitch. I got up and turned on every light. <laughs> I was like, nope. I saw 3.07 and I was like, dear Lord in heaven, Jesus. <laughs> You're like, I'm saying all prayers. I'm saying and then all hit, of and I the was prayers. Like, we good? Okay, come on, go to sleep. <laughs> so my, I saw Conjuring in theaters. The Conjuring in theater. And I was terrified. And then my mom's birthday rolls around. And I was like, what movie do you want to see? She's like, The Conjuring. And I was like, Because mm. <laughs> it scared me so bad. I was like, Mom, are you, are you sure you want to sure see it? And, and she definitely <laughs> wanted to see it. So we did. And I'm so glad we did. And she loved it. She It scared her too. And my mom was not an easy one to scare. And she's like, that scared me. It did. I mean, that movie's amazing. It took it after that movie was over. I literally looked at my friend. I went and saw it with, and I was like, "Horror is back." I was like, "I am scared." It had been creeping. It was there had been there had been like (laughs) there had been a few here and there in between that were kind of slowly coming coming back, and then you know, The Conjuring hit it. And then, you know, of course, Jordan Peele's like, I'm going to do horror and then get out. And we're like, what? And then Ari Aster's and like, then, hello. And then Mike Flanagan's like, hello. Oh, my God. Look. <laughs> look. <laughs> Oculus. Hereditary. I'm like, what is happening? I saw Oculus in the what theater and I literally went, what? Oh, that movie. I watched it at home by myself. How'd that go for you? I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she bit, I was like, no. Oh no! It was the fucking staple remover shit for me on the fingernails. Oh no! Oh oh! Why why? Oh my god! You're oh god! 
Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're all. You guys are sitting there like, really, really. I don't do nail shit. Oh no. I don't either. Anything like nail and I. Fucking Saul. Fucking. Would you yeah. rather? No. Would you? You would know you, what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Me going like. <laughs> Can we also talk about if you haven't seen Would You Rather, you need to get on that. Because that movie. Do you know what I've been having an overwhelming desire to watch recently? And the nail, the nail thing brought it up was Black Swan. I have not watched Black Swan in such a long time. And I genuinely love that movie. So I watched. I cannot I just believe. Can't handle the nail I never. I had never seen this. Um. You just made me think about Black's, uh, the director of Black Swan, and he directed Mother. He directed Mother, yep. Darren Ar Aronofsky? Yes. Darren Aronofsky. Thank you. One of his first films was Requiem of a Dream, and I've Are you serious? heard about Requiem of a Dream. Are you serious right now? I swear to you. And I never watched it, and I had heard... That happened like 30 minutes ago. So <laughs> I finally watched it the other day and holy shit. Oh my God. First of all, I'll never look at Jennifer Connelly the same way ever again. Like ever. And I'm, if y'all have seen the movie, you'll, you're sitting here going, you, bitch, you just now watched that fucking, yeah, I just now watched that movie guys. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a whole, oh God, her, oh. Jesus. Oh my God. And Marlon Wayans. Oh my God. Like, why didn't more people give him serious roles? Because he worked his, I read about how he worked his fucking ass off to get that role. And he, he blew it out of the, like, his performance was insane. And of course, Jared Leto is Jared Leto. So everything he does is amazing. Jared Leto is and Jared Leto is Jared Leto. So anything he touches is gold. That's yes. how I feel. Anyway. Um, but it, From it's such a, yesterday. it's such a, it, it takes the concept of addiction with four different people in a way that I've never seen in anything before. And if you've seen any Darren Aronofsky movies, you just know they're going to be fucked up. I feel like, yeah. I feel like Ari Aster became Darren Aronofsky for me, like, if I'm going to see a Darren Aronofsky film, if I'm going to see an Ari Aster film, just walk into it knowing that not only is it going to be amazing, it's going to be fucked up. And that's like, now, We had it coming. We had I it I mean, coming. I'm telling you, you do. Like, if you yep. don't, you better know. Because it's coming. Black Swan was fucked up, but incredible. Mother Absolutely. was fucked up, but incredible. However y'all want to feel about it. I love Mother. But and but Requiem of a Dream. Oh my God! If you have not seen it, my just, roommate likes and, to make and be prepared though because yeah, it pretty. is. And the end, like I didn't realize the ending was going to make me as emotional as it did, but it did. Like I, I seen cried, it so long. I cried I at the end. I was like, Oh my God! I didn't know it was gonna. I just I didn't. There's like there's a scene. The way it ends is like the the main four characters. They all end up in this like fetal position at the very end like they're oh and it's just like so symbolic i like slightly of, vaguely remember that yeah like they're all curled like each one of them and it's just like so symbolic of a story of how like where they wanted to go and how addiction and it doesn't addiction doesn't have to be like 
you know, we all seem to put in these categories that addiction is this or addiction is this or addiction is this. And it's different for everyone. And I feel like this movie really captured it in a way that just was so haunting and sad and dark, but also like beautiful in the strangest way. That's why I cried because I like found the beauty and how really, really dark and despairing this movie is. But, uh, and Mother is like that. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I really feel like I Aronofsky feel like does that. I feel like Mother doesn't get the love it deserves. And I feel like a lot of it is because it is biblical. Yeah. And if you did people don't want to go there. People don't want to go there with that. If you did want to go there with that. that. Number one, you're not going to really understand it. And I right. under, I totally get where people are coming now, from where they're like, I don't get it. People needed, I think the only thing that, that made that movie difficult is that was one of those movies where you really needed to know going into this yes. that this was this was a biblical allegory. Because I did not. Because if you don't know, well, a lot of people didn't. I think that's why it got shat on so bad because people didn't fucking know. And that was one of those movies. I get that directors like don't, want right but that movie really to appreciate it you have to know yes because then you start picking up signs and you're like Fuck, you picked uh, up half the I shit told you yeah because i knew she was mother nature and i knew he was god but you're like it's it's adam and eve and i was like and they have two sons oh my the rib god. missing remember i told you when he came in and he was sick and god was holding him and, and i said the rib he had that injury on his side. And all of a sudden, Eve I was comes like, in. boom. See, that's how I knew immediately. I was, was like, crazy. I was like, the rib. And one of the brothers killed the other one. Yeah. I was like, Cain and Abel. Yeah. Oh they, my God. They, they stuff started coming together. I then was the like, plague. we were like, wait, where are the plagues? Go go look up. What are the plagues? <laughs> I don't like, know. My brain's like, file cabinet, file cabinet, file cabinet. We gotta I go was back. like, you do it. <laughs> I was like, we got to go back. <laughs> I was like, because some of this I'm not going to retain. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, we're gremlins. going off into yeah, gremlins. Um, so one thing I just read, which I didn't know this. So apparently, for quite some time, there has been a third Gremlins that was supposed to be in the works. Um, and I'm reading that original. So this is, I think, is actually this is kind of funny. When you go into the legacy of Gremlins, is I didn't realize all of the how the movies spawned all of these like unrelated movies that were also about like little tiny monsters like ghoulies came out around that time troll hobgoblins like and these movies were terrible but like i totally forgot they all kind of came and they all kind of looked like little gremlins they like all came around at the same time critters critters that's the other one that was like what's that one with little critters critters So in 2016, uh, Zach Galligan that played Bill Billy, um, Billy, he spoke about a third film saying that Warner Brothers wants to do it. Uh, Chris Columbus wants to because he didn't care for Gremlins 2 and that Steven Spielberg was also on board. Um, he claimed that Gremlins 3 was going to be written by Carl Ellsworth. I'm not sure who that is. Um, in an interview in 2017, a script had been written by Chris Columbus. Uh, his script explored the idea that there had been it had been in a fan's mind all along. Uh, so this was this was Chris's idea. If all the gremlins come from getting Gizmo wet and feeding his Mogwai offspring after midnight, should Gizmo be eliminated? His script was going to be twisted and dark. In 2017, gremlins were in the animated Lego Batman movie. Uh, director Chris McKay explained that he loved the character. 
The Gremlins were among numerous villains from outside of the Batman franchise playing a role in the film, with many of the added antagonists owned by Warner Brothers. So, officially last year in 2019, Warner Brothers successfully gained registered trademark of the name and the franchise. That same year, the studio's parent company, Warner Media, greenlit an animated series that is actually coming out next year in 2021 on HBO Max called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. So, it's going to be a 10-episode series on HBO Max next year that is going to be a prequel to the 1984 Gremlins. And the 1990 sequel. It's set in 1920s Shanghai, East China, and it tells the story of 10-year-old Sam Wing meeting Gizmo, a young Mogwai. So uh, I'm really excited about this. Like, that's amazing that this is actually going to happen. Uh, Joe Dante is going to be a consultant on the series. Um, oh, it was revealed this past summer that Howie Mandel will not reprise his role as gizmo so he did vo voice gizmo in the sequel as well i don't know who they plan on bringing on for the series next year but um i'm actually excited about this i think it's really cool because you know like we mentioned earlier i just found out uh tonight that mogwai was an actual cantonese word that it actually was a part of a chinese folklore of demon of literal demons so to set it in china and kind of take a whole backstory like to the that. actual history of the Mogwai. Like I like that. That's that's gonna be good. I'm 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 pretty. We'll we'll see what happens in 2021. We'll we'll see. But uh, still if, waiting for the Chucky series. If this does come to fruition, I am definitely definitely down for it. I any I'm, I'm I like prequels, especially with something like this where there's actually like a folklore behind oh, the yeah. story like the prequel coming out about orphan i'm not oh boy i don't know and you know she's the coming cast back pitch, yeah i've seen the cast pictures i was like I, I, and i'm like uh, i she's not young first of all I mean, I, she's young but i she's... have a lot of questions because <sighs> i don't i don't get it i don't i don't i don't i don't want a prequel I like that we don't know much about her. I like that it's kind of mysterious and she's just a fucked up person. Some movies, a prequel, great. Others, you really don't need it. Yeah, I'm not, not too excited about this one. Um, we do need a Carol prequel. Yes. So <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I'm trying to find some other like little known facts about the movie. Um, I personally am glad they did not kill off Gizmo. I am so I'm glad. I'm very they glad. Took... If there is one thing Steven Spielberg knows, merchandising. So, <laughs> I mean, and that that was an amazing piece of advice to keep him on, keep him into the sequel because, like He's I said, so people cute. still, people still love Gizmo. Oh, okay. So here is a fact. We were talking about Gizmo's cute little song in the movie. That is not Howie Mandel singing that. That is a 13-year-old girl. Huh. The song was written by Jerry Goldsmith. There was a member of his synagogue, a friend who was a member of his synagogue. It was his 13-year-old daughter who sang. That's, that's, that's amazing. I did not know that. Um... Wow, so Tim Burton was actually considered uh, direct as a director of Gremlins. Johnny Depp would have been in it. <laughs> of course. 
of course he's they like they're married and helena bonham carter they're all married together so um there was also oh i love this uh it's balloons were used a lot as a uh special effects ingredient um they were the secret uh effect when the new mogwai were popping out of gizmo's body and the scene in the kitchen with billy's mom where the gremlin explodes in the microwave that's a balloon that makes sense it just filled up the balloon, balloon with perfect. a bunch of shit and blew it up in the microwave i'm like that's amazing that's perfect because that i mean that scene you're like i mean you wouldn't know any different you you literally wouldn't have any diff you wouldn't know any different um Oh, okay, so uh, the Amblin Entertainment uh, production company under Steven Spielberg, Gremlins is the very first movie to use that iconic logo with E.T. in it. Um, also, another one, which I thought this was fucking great, which also kind of low-key, so I didn't have time to do this before the podcast, but I told, I was telling my husband, I kind of want to explore this at some point. If you guys didn't know this, and I actually found this, on, found this out on Instagram last year, they used the same set to film Kingston Falls that they filmed Hill Valley from Back to the Future. It's the same set. Huh. Actually, if you look at the beginning and I think even like the end of Gremlins when you see, and it's, you kind of have to take the snow out of the picture, but if you get more of an aerial shot, you see the clock tower and everything. Like it's, huh. it's, so I sort of, if I would have had more time, I kind of want to write this like backstory of if Gremlins and Back to the Future could live in the same universe. Okay, Stephen King. I'm going to make it happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll work on it. We're, I will get back to y'all about this. Because I know there's people that are hearing that and they're like, there was... Okay! There was... Like, um, did you watch Run yet? No. Okay, so I don't want to get I plan too on doing it this weekend. But um, I've been seeing too much about there it. There was, was I'm gonna watch a it. scene where someone said Dairy Maine. And me and Danielle went... Did they just say what? Are you serious? Dairy? And I was like, I'm gonna wait. Cause I was like, I don't wanna look anything up. But I was like, is this actually part of the Stephen King universe? Kept watching it. The fucking farm text name. And it wouldn't you wouldn't catch this unless unless you really paid attention. Because after the dairy like main thing, we started really paying paying attention to that shit. Her name was Kathy, and then on the phone, Sarah Paulson called her Mrs. Bates. Her name was Kathy Bates. Not all. There was an Annie. There was somebody named Annie. It was a huge ode. I looked it up. It was just a huge ode to Misery, because the guy oh. was a big Stephen King fan. So he did, like, a huge ode to Misery. Well, and, the, and it kind of makes sense. And the mother having munchausen and the way that she does with keeping the daughter captured annie with the author and yep. annie wilkes is my spirit animal although she had a pig and, <laughs> and like but no for real like i looked it up because the dairy main thing was what got me and then you know kathy bates and then um one of the characters names was annie and there was something else too but um that no, is he just, so he loves awesome misery so he and just... like we it totally fucking makes sense yeah it totally when you look at what 
run is about. I mean, it makes sense. Perfect makes sense. God, Misery is such a great Misery is so good. Fucking movie. It's so good. But I it's... just I just wanted to share that because you know, like things living in other universes. I was like, is this motherfucking part? She's well, now so I'm, very mean. Now I'm definitely gonna be listening out for it. I'm gonna be like, it was, and it was funny too because she was like Mrs. Bates, and I was like, her first name was Kathy. Her name's Kathy Bates. Remember how cool, even though this obviously is in the same universe, but remember how cool it was when we saw the uh, remake, the Pet Cemetery, the the newer one, and the mom the was on the highway and the sound, sign said dairy. It was an exit to dairy, and we were like, don't go there. <laughs> like, don't go to Pet Cemetery either, but also don't, don't go, go there. But don't go there. D- don't go there. Just, you know what? There. Drive out of Maine. <laughs> just, just get out. Just get the just fucking out. Just leave the entire, leave the whole entire, like, just northeast. Just leave that whole area. Keep going north. Canada's right there. Or, the, or that. Canada. Or that. Keep going all the way north or all the way south. Just get out of Maine. Just get out. Well, curve a little bit because if you go all the way south from Maine, you're going to hit an ocean. Shit. So just, that's, <laughs> don't do that. Do not Also, do that. you're also going to hit Florida and no one wants to And no, there, don't so. go to, don't go there. Don't, Once you're going to Disney. Don't go to the ball sack of America. Because it is. So. It's in a Patton Oswalt bit. Trust me. If you guys can find it, it's amazing. And it's so true. It's the ball sack of America. It is. It is. Just. I said it. Anyway. <laughs> what do you rate Gremlins? Um. Damn. Okay. Did we. We didn't. We didn't look in the IMDb or the all that stuff. Rotten Tomatoes was an 85 critic score and 78 audience score. Damn. Okay. For a movie that came out 36 years ago. IMDb was 7.3. So, I mean, it, it's it's got. IMDb with a 7.3 on a horror movie. For a 36 and for a 36 year old horror movie. That's what yeah. I'm saying. With the, with the effects of a movie that came out at that time. This might cause a little bit of controversy. I even thought they were just a tad bit better than Nightmare. Don't have me. I don't um, think that's wrong, though. But I think more so. But then, then people could argue, well, they're two completely different movies. One had creature effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I got it. But for creature effects alone, okay. Then if you want to go there, Critters. I think it had better creature effects than Critters. Anything it's, had better. There, <laughs> Not that I didn't like Critters, uh, but I also really didn't like Critters. I know. So. Critters is one of those where it's kind of a, you love it, or you're like me. Meh. You know. Um, but I, you know what? You said it's 7.3. That face. <laughs> I'm like... I See... I was gonna give it a seven. I was but too. The that's why I'm, I'm, Gizmo I'm gives me a seven point eight. See, I know. That's why I was like, I, give it oh, a I was gonna give it a seven, but I uh there's so much. He made me make inhuman noises. I'm so... going to give it just an eight. I'm gonna give it just a straight an He's eight. So cute. They're so I mean I'm not gonna give it a nine. I'm, you know, I very rarely ever give a ten. You gotta like blow me out of the water and give you a ten. But I feel like a solid eight. And again, I know I keep repeating this, but I just feel like a lot of 80s movies, and y'all know how much we love 80s movies, this one just seemed to nail creature effects Yeah, so much better than, I mean, if you can name another one, I'll, I'll, I'll hear you out, but yeah. Oh, shit. 
shit. God damn it. You're not going to beat the thing. No, you're not. No, whatever. You're not. That, you're not do that's it. that's a ten. And let me tell you something. <laughs> you want to motherfucking argue? You can argue with me all you goddamn want to, but the black man lived at the end. That's why that gets a motherfucking ten. Okay. Diddy though. And right. <laughs> Diddy. You know what though? They 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 argued that. Didn't you hear how they they finally like bunked how that ended? How you knew? I think so. how you knew who was the alien and who wasn't. Yeah. You could see who was it? Keith David's breath. You could see Kurt Russell's breath, but you couldn't, but you couldn't yeah. see his. That's how you could tell. And I never, ever put that together. I would have never ever. thought of that. I never would have fucking thought so of that. So much it's detail. Whose breath you saw. Because I'm like, it's in, the, it's in fucking Antarctica. <laughs> like, Obviously, you're going to see a breath. Cold as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, oh yeah, the thing most definitely will get a 10 always. But, um, yeah, I mean, a solid eight, again, two, gizmo. Like, t- y'all, please. I mean, come the fuck on. He's, He's so fucking so cute. So fucking cute. My sister's like, what do you want for so Christmas? And cute. I was like, here's a list of gay films and, and a gizmo plush I was like, a gizmo, thank you. Uh, I want a real one. I mean, same. So, it was really weird, too, when, like, Furbies seemed to come. So it seemed like after the second one, then like Furbies came out. Furbies and were like, actual demons. Furbies are demons. They're not. They weren't even as like, cute as You are as nowhere near as cute. Tungly. As Gizmo. I'm like, you're not Gizmo. You're, you're terrifying. Fuck off. It's 3 a.m. You don't fucking need food. God damn it. Those things used to just. I would hear of people saying they would just like, come on. Uh huh. Like you'd have the thing it would turned me off. The you'd have the thing man. turned off. Yep. Completely just, and all of a sudden it would just come on. There was and a I whole was like, conspiracy yeah, no. yep. There was a whole conspiracy theory behind those. It was this people, if you worked for the CIA, you were not allowed to own one because they could record you. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yep. Yeah, I threw mine out. There was a whole thing a whole because they could re- they could be, they could record you. So if you worked for the CIA or any like high top government, you were not allowed to own one at all. Apparently, because they they believed that even if they were turned off, they could still record what you were saying. Like the CIA doesn't record everything. Like our phones, like your phone isn't recording every fucking. Thing. You're recording me right now. Hey, bitch! I thought that was so funny finding that, and I'm like, yo, CIA, so you're afraid of people recording you, but you record everybody all the time. Listen, though, (laughs) I use that to my advantage sometimes because I'm like, I really want coupons for Cracker Barrel. I know. I really want Cracker Barrel. I know. It's been a long time since I've been to Cracker Barrel. I hate Cracker Barrel. Sorry. My phone's like, one moment, please. I know y'all probably. My Facebook will get that in, and then I'll get some coupons. Did you see that TikTok? I'm sorry. It was great. It was great. Look, it was like, can you name, I reposted it a while, but like, name something that doesn't say it's racist, but it is racist. And this black guy's like Cracker Barrel. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yep. I mean, the name of it. He's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, he's like. All those rocking chairs out on the front porch, it looks a little too Southern Plantation for me. And I was like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. And he's like, who wants to eat this food looking at some, like, old dead white people? Like, 
Look, if y'all can find it, there was some shit he was saying where I was like, yeah, you know what? Low-key, Cracker Barrel, kind of racist. But kind of is. Oh, yeah. No, not for me. I'm not even going to go there, y'all. I have She's eaten, had some really bad I have not eaten barrel. at a Cracker Barrel in well over four years. And I don't plan on eating at one anytime soon. Well, that's just me. What are we doing next week? <laughs> Not Cracker Barrel. Um, <laughs> no, I was I like, well, I know there's, I know people are going to be mad. They're going to be like, oh, I like Cracker Barrel. Hey, you know what? Do what I you mean, I like do. Cracker Barrel too. There's a lot of other better breakfast places. Just, just Unfortunately, saying. Bob Evans isn't it. Ew, no. That's another also, that's one that fell off the wagon. Thing. That's that fell off the wagon too. I feel yeah, like both of them used to be really look. I used to eat at Cracker Barrels a lot, especially Trish when we used to travel. Bar. Girl, look, <laughs> will ever will it ever be a thing again? Will it ever be a thing again? Ever? Please, please, twenty twenty one. Can we just bring back? Can we? Can y'all give me the freshest breakfast bar, please? <laughs> Dear Lord, Frisch's breakfast bar. <laughs> if I have one wish for 2021, I just want my Frisch's breakfast bar back. Some people are probably like, the fuck is Frisch's like, what the fuck is Frisch's breakfast bar? my head is how many people are listening to this going, bitch, what the fuck, what the fuck is Frisch's? I can only Frisch's, imagine people Googling in other Frisch's. countries. That are like the it's fuck? a mid it is such a Midwest thing. Yep. People that have like moved from Ohio to California and they're like, it is it is a seriously a Midwest is. thing is Frisch's. So next week we're doing uh ghost seven hold. Hold. I hold. Because I'm like, I don't even remember what we're doing. We don't know. <laughs> so it's seven Christmas ghost and haunted locations. I actually found this. I, I found an article about uh, Christmas ghosts, like actual tales of ghosts, That's real, what it was. real okay. life ghost That's stories centered around Christmas. That's what it was. Yeah. Because Becky, Becky was the one that found it. I was like, what are we doing? I forget. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, there's definitely, I was like, there are definitely hauntings related to christmas i'm i'm sure there are i mean and it kind of like so i sort of like the the specific article i found i really liked how they started off the article with you know of course the famous charles dickens a christmas carol where he's you will be visited by three ghosts um also i watched a really fucking god awful version of a christmas carol on tubi and just throw the whole movie away just throw it away there are some really bad versions. It was so bad. Oh, my dad loves my the uh, God. It was bad. American Christmas Carol. That's got Henry Winkler in it. No, it's not Henry Winkler. What? I was like, excuse me. I forget me. his name. Um, uh, but that's a terrible one. And look, he watches it by himself every year. Um, Scrooged is acceptable. Uh, a Muppet's Christmas Carol because I love Michael Caine. And Jesus for us, Mises. Acceptable. Uh, George C. Scott version is my favorite. Yes. Also has the best Christmas of future. Um, it's a literal phantom. I don't know if this is gonna like. This might not be unpopular opinion, but I didn't care for the animated Jim Carrey one. I hated it. I hated it. 
I'm not even going to sugarcoat how I felt about I that movie. Just, I hated it. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to hear you say that. I. I had. If such you want to watch a kid's I had version, such high hopes, and I really, and I was like, Ugh. if you want to watch a kid's version, watch the Muppet one. There is no reason to watch that Jim Carrey one. It is yeah, no, trash. no. If I'm you sorry. thank you, thank. I'm so glad you <laughs> said. I'm so fucking glad you said that. If you want to watch one with your kids that you feel like will be kid appropriate that won't scare them. Watch the Muppets one. After all, I also there's read... only one more sleep till Christmas. Do you know I read somewhere that Michael Caine refused? He said, I am going to act in this movie as if I'm on an actual production with real people. He didn't act, he didn't treat them. That's that's why his performance came through the way it did, because he didn't treat them like they were Muppets. He treated them like people. He's like, I'm like I'm on an actual like stage theater. That's how I'm going to do this. As if they're all real people. As if, as if this is an actual, like, real production. Well, he did a great uh, job. And that's why I thought, I just, I just read that this year. I had no idea. That's how he played it. And I was like, well, that's, that's why it was so fucking good. And of course, Muppets. I mean, come on. We're Marley and Marley. Woo! I have not watched that yet this year. I'm ashamed. Thank I've got time. Marley. We've got time. If anybody hasn't watched any other favorite Christmas films yet, you've got plenty I watched, of time. I plenty watched of time. Um, The Grinch yesterday. We did too. Krampus. Uh, did you, what the Jim Carrey? Uh, I, wa- I mean, I watch both of them every year. That's my favorite version. That, of that one movie. is my, so funny. I only the only reason why I watch the cartoon one is because it's my childhood. You're an idiot. It's just a something. But we watched the, uh, yeah, we watched it, we watched it yesterday, Jim Carrey one. Oh my God. I Tell me loved. every time you listen to that song and you always go, your heart's an empty hole. Every time. I do it every time because that damn movie. I just, you want your scene? childhood ruined? Oh, I heard this on the radio the other day and we have to hear it because my battery great. is about to die. Thanks everybody. Um, so get ready to get your child get ready get ready so if the grinch got all of the who's trash dead where did max come from he was a dog that was thrown out don't get an animal unless you want to take care of it that literally ruined my life because he'd been up there for so many years Max was very young. That's where Max came from. Your childhood is ruined. You're welcome. Thank you, fucking radio. <laughs> and on that note, guys, come back next week for ghosts. I know, I'm like all sad now. Like the fuck? <laughs> no, for real though, do not adopt cute little fucking puppies and kittens on Christmas and you don't know what the fuck you're getting yourself into don't with do a it. pet. And then all of a sudden after Christmas, you just flood them back into pounds and shelters don't again. Do it absolutely don't fucking do that if you love animals and you actually want to take care of an animal then you do that if you know your kids are fucking irresponsible and they're tearing their heads off their barbies don't buy them a goddamn puppy or kitten i did that i mean i did too but i'm just saying y'all know i mean i you were so mad i mean i did too but i'm just saying and then you're wondering why the kid's grabbing the cat's tail and the cat's fucking traumatized and won't leave from under the fucking bed. That's scared. Just don't. Just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. So anyway. guys, Ghosts of Christmases next week. 
We're going to be talking about Come back. some hauntings. Some, some spoopy spoopies. Christmas hauntings. And it'll be great because it's the episode before Christmas. So it it'll be all cozy and spoopy. And I love it. I love it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Why can't I find the stop button? There it is. <laughs>